Hey folks, welcome to Culture Jacked. You're here with Dustin and Anthony. Today on the show we're talking about the future of comic books. Remember, if you like the show, be sure to subscribe and share it with your pals. So, get your headphones on, you're about to get jacked. Like I said, welcome to the show. Tonight we're talking about the future of comic books. I'm here with this beautiful man across the table. What's your name, sir? Where do you come from? Where do you hail from? My name is Anthony. Okay, that's that's who it was. I forgot who it I was for a second. Come from Earth. <laughs> Coming from a dungeon down under. Uh, we're talking about the future of comic books. I don't really know where to start in this Dude, one. I'll, I'll start us off with this. So. We, you know, we bring up comics or comic book movies. It's mostly a, it's, comic book movies, right? Uh, or superheroes, probably, probably more than either of the two, or, yeah. or maybe, maybe in combination with the two, um, sex fit more than all three. Not happening. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> at this point, if you've been listening to the podcast at all, obviously those were. The superheroes were big parts of our childhood, big parts yeah. of the 90s and mm-hmm. previous. Obviously, comics have been around for 70 or 80 years at this point. Um, what, the 50s, 40s and 50s is when comics started? I think probably the golden age. Yeah. I'm sure comics have been around for longer than that. Maybe not you know, in the superhero genre. What, 300 but... years is what you're saying? <laughs> they were chiseling them on the side of... Let me tell you what Jesus' favorite comic book was. <laughs> um, anyways... It was so, Archie, in case you're curious. Uh, we're not going to dive into the, the, the history necessary necessarily, but what this episode is supposed to, I, I guess, kind of represent our views on what comics mean to us today and what we believe is going to happen to comics, the traditional sense of paperback comics, for the future. Because, you know, as a kid, uh, you know, I'll, I'll start off as a kid in the, of the, a product of the late 80s, 90s, really, uh, generation. I had comics, I still have comics, we've said it numerous times in this, uh, in this podcast. Every once in a while, I, I, I get this urge uh, I know my wife hates it because I go and blow money on comics because there's parts in collections. Spawn's a huge one that I've been collecting. Uh, I've got like five or six different running series of different spawns that I've started from one, two, three, four, and I've got various runs on those. And like every couple years, I end up at the comic shop and I'm Would running through. Would you say through. you've you've spawned quite the bad habit? Uh. <laughs> No, (laughs) no, that's kind of funny. It's a good habit. It's a fine habit. I'm not here to judge you. No, but you know, there's that, and and then I I still have quite a collection of comics, uh, in which I go through probably once a year, once every two years, where I like going through it, crack one open. I'm like, fuck, this is why this was so cool. Um, Obviously, comics to to kind of set the tone of this. If you remember. Back in the day, I mean, comics—they had little stands and stores. They were, you could go places and see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess more easily than today, because to be completely honest with you, at this moment in time, I don't know where where do you go and buy a comic book now, from a comic like a card collectible shop that sells them, right? Well, I think you know we we're at kind of a disadvantage 
being here in Alaska because I know there's the comic book shop is strong elsewhere. I mean, there are are good uh, establishments, and I believe probably even franchises too, comic book uh, shop franchises that are all around the nation, there, but there not, are. but not here in Alaska. You know, we've got like Bosco's, and then maybe like the mom and pop comic book shop up the road, but uh, we we just don't have the same kind of exposure that I think someone living in the states does. Right, but my point my point was uh, aside from that, in the '90s you could go to your local department store and they had that little the little rack, dude, of <laughs> of uh, the recent comics that are coming out or the comics that were in circulation. Well, they were at gas stations too, because I remember yeah. uh, getting them at the Girdwood gas station several times. Just on my way through to Anchorage, I would stop at that Girdwood's gas station. And, uh, and you know, kind of thumb through the rack there. I caught a bunch of different segments of the Civil War arc yeah. in, um, in Marvel. The, the first run, the, uh, the run that, you know, kind of the movie was based on. It was very loosely based on it. But um, I think most of, the, most of the ones that I picked up were like the Wolverine segment when... Because that that arc obviously encompassed a bunch of different different stories, so. right? But so you don't see that anymore, though. So you no, have to go gone at that gas station for so, sure. So so to kind of establish a couple of things, you know, when we were kids, when you regularly bought comics, uh, you don't buy comics now, right? No, no. You, does does your mind ever wonder, and you're like, man, it'd be kind of cool to get into this? Uh. I say no, but I think I've transitioned uh, to Japanese comics manga. I, I you know read a lot more manga than I do American comics, um, and I read most of it online. If I find a title that I really enjoy and I think I need to have it as part of a collection, I will do it that way. Um, but otherwise, I'm just not not getting comics anymore. I just read okay. them online. So. Um, that's kind of that's kind of the stances that we're at, and then the, to establish that transition phase. So obviously the '90s, or I feel like in the '90s, it was like a part of the department stores. It was a part of the gas stations, sure. some gas stations. Sure. Um, to whereas now, <clears throat> and also with the decline of Borders Books and a lot of the traditional bookstores mm-hmm. kind of sliding under because of Amazon, because Borders Books had comic books in it mm-hmm. and, and so forth and so on so as a transition um what do you call it still has comic books in barnes and noble barnes and noble they do yeah yeah they have the big collection comic books mm-hmm. oh and that is because I, I i bought one i can't remember the name of it um yeah i i, I really the wish series I, books yeah but it was um it was about like these warring alien race factions and one of them was uh like these horned, winged creatures. Another was uh, kind of these fairy-type creatures, and they were fighting each other. And then two of them, you know, a la a Romeo and Juliet kind of situation, got together and had a baby, and then everyone wanted this baby dead because the two species were not supposed to interbreed, and they did, so they were on the run. They were like these general dudes with big TV heads, and they displayed pornography on their TVs when they were aroused and then like violent war movies when they were pissed off and it was kind of weird but kind of cool it's kind of a crazy sounding 
book. It was a crazy sounding book. But that would be my preference in the way that I would buy a comic book on the very, very rare occasion. Like, I've been thinking about getting uh, the, the new Secret Wars arc from Marvel. It's not new anymore, but um, the Secret Wars, you know, kind of collection. Yeah. The, like a hardbacked. Yeah, or it's the series. That the, would be the, my, the, the my run. preference. Yeah, know. yeah. That's I've, I've looked at a couple of different versions of those just out of interest. And, but, damn, they're expensive. you got to get that shit on sale, dude. Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm not a collector. Like, right. I don't need to have, you know, 12 different comics and uh, have them... 12. <laughs> I don't need to have 1,200 different comics, you know, lining my walls in frames and in... And True collectors don't put their comics out to have the sun decay. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Come yeah, on. exactly. That's that, that would be why I would probably not make it uh, in the collecting world. Uh, I'm a I'm a reader, a consumer of this type of media. I like to to eat it up, to read it, to look at it. Um, so I, I don't think I'd be a collector in any sense of the word, but that would be my preference in getting those kinds of gotcha. Comics. So. <clears throat> With the current, bringing us into the kind of the current state, so with the decline of bookstores, the the general decline of not seeing them, or them being removed from uh, stores, or, or, or those, can, not convenience stores, but department stores and gas stations and all of that stuff, it's kind of an interesting time that we're in now, so, so let's establish today, and then we'll talk about the future side of things. So, current date, 2019... Uh, they're not readily available, with the exception of ordering them on the internet, mm-hmm. at least in our location. Sure. Um, you know, I know of some good comic shops in in Seattle, Spokane, Washington State that that I've I've frequented that are pretty cool to see. There's a oh. really cool old, really old one down uh, down by the Space Needle. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's in like it's a pretty shitty looking building, but it's a vintage comic shop. There's a really cool one in the mall in Spokane. There's a lot of those still relevant, but oh, go ahead. when when I went to Seattle uh, to see my wife's uh, brother down there, he took me to a comic shop, and uh, it was cool because when we walked in, the dudes behind the counter was like, "Oh, hey, what's up, dude?" And uh, you know, they called him out by name and everything, and and uh, they said, "Oh, we've got you know these and these and these that came in. They're in your box." And so he pulled pulled them out and and paid for them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was just it, it was kind of cool because it was kind of like a personalized experience right. for him. And I was just wandering around, you know, looking at comics because I've been out of the comic game for a long time. So a lot of the characters have changed. Right, right. You're a lot of the, with the the whole shooting. Mask. The artists and the writers have changed, and so you know, characters are completely different now from what I remember too. But Ab- yeah, absolutely. I just say that. Absolutely. So, so that's kind of where it is currently, which is kind of funny because I feel like there is so much superhero uh, toys and just memorabilia shit. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go to a department store at all anywhere without seeing an MCU or a DC character, period. You can't go to those same stores and not see pretty much a shirt from either or both as well, but yet you can't go find a fucking comic book to save your life. Isn't yeah. that kind of weird? That is kind of weird, and I was just kind of thinking about it. Um, you know, my my son's getting to be almost seven years old now, and you know, I'm I'm trying to remember when we were first into you know comics and X Men and and stuff like that, and we probably right had to be pretty eight, close. Yeah. You know, between seven. 
ten somewhere in that the seven category. and thirty somewhere in between there. Yeah. Seven and like, ninety. Yeah. See. For, <laughs> seven and and uh, <laughs> what's that called when the artificial intelligence becomes self-aware? The uh, I'm sorry, my my backup chip yeah, just that, went that down. Just uh, <laughs> stalled on on that one, but uh, uh, no. It, but he's not interested, or maybe I haven't exposed him enough to it. But uh, you know, comic books just aren't. Maybe that that's part of the reason because you know their their appeal is aging with those people that enjoyed them. And but you don't think? I mean, for sure. I mean, your son has to be semi interested in a fully illustrated book with action and. Adventure, he has to be, dude. Like you're seven years. You're, you're absolutely I mean, right. Yeah, I, I, I just haven't shown him the. Because I mean, ropes. a kid at seven is like, dude, that's the shit right there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, screw all the words. They wants to flip through it and see punching and kicking and yeah, you know, if he web slinging or or claws coming out or whatever. You're, you, you know what I mean? I, I mean, should take him to a comic shop. You should. Yeah. Or buy him a couple of comics the next time you're. Yeah, if he's not with you, buy him a couple, dude. And, Surprise him. I'm just gonna take him to a comic shop and be like, "Dude, you got thirty bucks. Pick out some yeah. comics." Yeah. Yep. Don't go into idea. the beaded section. What? <laughs> <laughs> or do? Or screw it. Whatever. Mom's man. not with us, dear little dude. You get to pick them. If they're too violent, I'm taking them. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's kind of where we are today. Uh, the this is kind of a really cool subject in the sense that these characters. Or the highest grossing things in entertainment, which is mind-blowing. <laughs> that is funny. Isn't it? That's why this is such kind of a really cool uh, conversation is because they literally are. Mm -hmm. These guys, uh, the comic books, where they stem, all of them stem from, mm -hmm. are literally the biggest thing in show business right now, period. Hands down. There's like, who's competing with the Avengers? Who's No one is, man. That's funny to think about. Yeah. Right? So... What is the future of these characters? Because they all are driven from this, the, the comic books. So is there a future, a paperback? Because I know that uh, Marvel was doing this whole digital comic book thing. Mm -hmm. Like you could buy a subscription and you could get like all these different Marvel I bought comics. It. Oh, you did? I did. I and bought it for I, 90 I, bucks for a year, I think it was. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was good, but, you know, there's just, there's something you don't get from reading a comic on a tablet or on a phone. Right. That you do from... Bending the pages over. Yeah, the, flipping the pages, you know, smelling that kind of waxy, papery smell. Uh, it's just, it's it's not the same, but uh, I, did, I did get it, and then I got bored with it, and uh, I'm not going to resubscribe to it. Um, Unless I find myself with a great deal of time to sit down and read some of these story arcs, but but so that com how many different for ninety bucks? How many different comics did you get? Like uh, a the, shitload, there like were thousands. So you got full line, the full MCU line. Um. So I think the way that they did it is you you got com like if I was reading the uh, Amazing Adventures of Squirrel Girl or mm, whatever, yeah. and the comic that just got put out into the store was episode 90 or or, or number 92 uh it would only go up to like number 82 or like 87 so it would it would just stay behind to still give 
you some incentive to go out and pick up the the hard copy of it. But then, you know, as time progressed, it would it would continually load those uh, into your catalog, so you could you could read them. Just albeit kind of later. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting deal. So I'm assuming they've got to still be offering that. I would also have to assume that DC is offering some kind of variation oh, as sure. well, just I'm because sure. of the, the the characters and how many different types. Of <clears throat> so with knowing that, uh, what do you think the future is? Is it going to continue to be published as it always has been in the in the you know the 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 paper form, and then they have the books. So I guess actually let's just talk through that real quick. So right now they're offering it traditional sense, uh, paper, your standard paper, little sleeve comic, and then you've got your your compilations, which we talked about earlier, uh-huh. which you you could technically wait for because they're a, doing there's it a term regular. For them. I can't remember what. Yeah, it is, there so. is. I don't know what it is, but that's ultimately what it is. It's a series. Yeah. It's a grouping. Mm-hmm. However you want to say it, but yeah, there is a term specific. You can wait for that because they're doing that like pretty common now mm-hmm. if it is that special thing um and then of course you've got the digital version so um obviously marvel uh they were struggling there in the in the end of the 90s and it, that was that was no no big surprise to anyone and then obviously they partnered up with a bunch of people sold off a bunch of the ip stuff to different groups and and here we are we don't need to go into that but Obviously, Marvel as a name, as an IP for Disney, is not going anywhere. It's a fucking cash machine. It is. So we don't have to worry about that part of this conversation. It's not like they're going to tank. DC, despite of uh, of some of their their efforts, they're making money to some degree uh, with some of the movies they're doing. They've got Gotham was was has been successful Mm -hmm. um, in in various other things. Batman versus Superman. Yep. Batman versus Superman definitely cost them Uh a lot of money. Uh, And Justice (laughs) League even more money. But so we don't have to. I I feel like we don't have to worry about the. There's not longevity with either of them. I think the longevity is going to be there regardless. But what do you see? It's 2019. So what do you think it's going to look like by 2025? As far as your traditional comics, is it you know are the comic stores still going to be booming and still doing okay? Because comic stores are more than comic stores these days. Mm-hmm. They're you hobby know, shops. They're yeah, they really are. They're really tabletop playing like a shitload of tabletop Dungeons stuff. And Dragons, yeah, Dungeons and War- Dragons, Warhammer. Warhammer, and a bunch of other shit. And mag, uh, manga and comic books and fucking uh, bobbleheads, bobbleheads, Supergirl bus. Yep. Yeah. So it's a little bit more. But what do you think? Is it going to change? Maybe maybe you don't think it's going to change. I don't know. I I really I really don't think it's going to change. At least not that fast. I don't think by 2025 it's going to change too dramatically. I think you're still going to you're still going to sell comics. Some comics are going to be more popular than others. Um, but largely i think the the comic kind of lifestyle doesn't really depend on the average joe like a lot of other industry i think the comic uh economy if you will is dependent upon diehard passionate Nerds, you know. Hold on, let me argue that because that's let's see. This is a good argument point. 
well, maybe I want to take it back. I don't want to fight with you, man. No, let's I, argue. I love you, man. Let's argue this point, though, okay, from what I, you just said. I, I don't think that the comic book industry is incumbent upon uh, the regular mainstream Joe. I, I think it, it has its uh, fan base, and I think it will survive um, based, based strictly on that. I am willing and ready to receive your argument. Okay. Because here's the argument, because you said you have to be kind of a hardcore nerd to continue down that path, right? I would argue that because of the ultra success of these movies, that they have to be driving kids to comic book stores to try to find that next superhero that's not out yet. I feel that there's some mystery and some fun for kids uh, in the sense on... Hey, well, Marvel's got all these characters. I want to get into this because I want to get ahead of the curb for when this next guy or gal is going to come out on the big screen. You don't think that that's a driver uh, for it? You know, maybe. Because they have that, dude. I mean, they have that at almost an unlimited supply. So now, I mean, with that, though, are the movies going to start dictating what the comics are? Like, No, no, are, I'm just saying for the character standpoint. I, I because under, no, I understand that. But follow me on this, on this train of thought, if you would. Uh... The movies begin dictating what the characters can and can't do, and the studio executives have more and more control over the creative direction of the these specific characters yeah. that they're using. Yep. So, if, is there a, is there a future where the comics kind of partition off and divide into these mainstream movie moldable characters? That are all there for the benefit of the creation mm-hmm. of these movies and shows and series, and then another uh, fork in the road that leads to you know the more obscure or the more uh, off the beaten path kind of comic books that only people that don't maybe necessarily care maybe they also care about the movies but they're more in tune with that that kind of. Uh, you know the fandom, the 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 comic book fandom. I I don't I, I don't know. I I think regardless uh, regardless of either, you still have the character itself, and the character itself. You you take like Wolverine. There's millions of stories written about Wolverine. The depiction on the the television that you saw, variations of that, which is fine. But I think it drives people to 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 it drives their curiosity enough to say, you know, I've seen all these characters, but I wonder what about these other characters, mm. you know? Because it's really at their leisure, or maybe they don't. Maybe they say, you know what? I've never seen this Venom guy before. I want to go check out more about this Venom dude. And then they go and go to the comic shop, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Holy shit! I love the I love the the, the video depiction of the this character." Where the hell was Spider Man in that movie? <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying, though. Right. You know, and an interesting an interesting thing about the movie deal is you take, uh, you know, Todd McFarlane. It's been he's been posting quite a bit of stuff on Instagram over the last six months or eight months, uh, because he's working with Blumhouse mm-hmm. to produce a Spawn movie. Right. Which it's going to be more horror, just nasty, low budget. It's not going to be what you would ever think. Isn't Jamie Fox? Jamie Fox, in yes, yeah. he is. Yep, yep. That's a, how do you feel about the, that casting? That's fine. That's all right. a, yeah, because it depends on the depiction of uh, uh, the way that he's talking about 
Todd McFarlane, it's all public information, of course, and it's coming from Todd McFarlane if you uh-huh. look this shit up. The way he's talking about it, it's not even going to be about Jamie Foxx playing that character. It's going to be more or less about the detective in the show, and Spawn's going to be this hellish serial killer. It's going to be a dark... He's going for something that hasn't been done. Sweet. And that's why you also saw him, if you follow him on Instagram at least, you, you've seen him really boasting about Venom because he's like, you know, Venom was that offbeat movie that they found wild success with. That's what Spawn's going to be. I don't want a big budget. I don't want to do this because that's not what Spawn is to me. I want to tell a very dark story. I want to. I want you. I want you feeling just scared and disgusted in your seat. I want that feeling. When you go big budget, you never get that feeling because it's just overproduced. Mm-hmm. So when he goes on and on, you can check out his Instagram if you're interested in that. But uh, don't forget about Culture Jacked on Twitter, of course. <laughs> did you uh, Did you see the trailer for uh, the new Hellboy? Yes. Yeah, what do you think? I don't really like how his face looks. I was going to say the same thing. Like, it's just too they, pointed and drawn down. It I just, feel like the tone of the trailer was good. It was on point. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like the actor, they probably couldn't have picked a better actor. Mm-hmm. I like that guy from yeah. the Stranger, Stranger Things yep. guy, right? The sheriff. Uh, but, man, they. I feel like they really fucked up the prost- prosthetics on his face, man. I mean, it's just, I, I agree. It's just too pointed. It's too. It's too rigid. Yeah. It's not as fun, and it's not because I mean, don't get me wrong. The the other Hellboy looked just like the Hellboy. I've got Hellboy comics, so mm-hmm. like it, he looks like Perlman. Hellboy. Yeah, Ron Perlman. The face was right. Have you seen the memes where it shows the picture of the new Hellboy? And then it shows Brick from uh, Anchorman, and he's like, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Those two ate dinner. I saw a thing on that. What? The new Hellboy, and the old Ron Perlman, and I don't know the new actor's name, because there's a lot of controversy, I guess, that was floating around the internet. That Well, Ron, Ron Perlman, uh, I mean, he had another Hellboy in him. He could have done the third one. Oh, he could have, sure. And and uh, who was it? Was it Guillermo del Toro who produced uh, the first, the first two? two was yeah. Gilmore de Toro, and there was a third, uh, a third on the books that was already written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. So they just decided I, to go uh, a different direction. I as, that tied as, it all together because you can watch the, you can watch him talk about it, dude. Yeah. He talks about it. So I, I mean, I like the tone of the new one. You know, facial fuck. I, I just think I, I just think it's like a not. Uh, he's a demon, so take take this with a grain of salt. I just feel like. It's not near as natural. It's too fucking pointy. It's too edgy. And it, and it makes him look like he's scowling or he's just like pissy looking. Yeah. To where the other one, he looked like a badass. I mean, he just did. Yeah. He was the Hellboy character. And I don't understand why they did that. Because <laughs> the rest of him looks good. He's, yeah. he, the rest of him looks like Hellboy. It's just this like demon-esque face. Maybe he gets punched in it fucking... I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it. I want to see it. Um, yeah. But... I uh, maybe I'll, I'll, you know, reserve my opinion until after I watch. So you know, maybe the face will grow on me after the right. first act, and I'll be like, "Ah, this is my Hellboy now." Who knows? Right? Yeah. May, well, maybe. So the the transition. So twenty twenty. You, you don't think there's going to be much change to comic stores? No, I really, I really don't. Because like I said, I don't think that comic book economy is dependent upon mainstream fluctuations. And and if it does it, if if you're right. They're only going to become more popular. Um, 
I don't I don't feel like they're gonna make it back into gas stations and grocery stops. I just I don't feel like that. Um, because I, I think for the most part, you know, back when comics were in their heyday, they were a a successful competitive form of media. Today, mm-hmm. I mean, we have electronics out the wazoo. You can play a comic book via a video game now. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can be the story. You can you can go to these comic book movies and have this experience. So the the comic book larger than life crazy fantasy world that that's being built, it uh, you know it it just it's not as unique anymore as it once was so I don't ever ever feel like it, it's gonna it's gonna blow up the way it, it did but I don't think they're going anywhere and I definitely don't think they're gonna go uh, all digital I no I don't I, think I I can't see it yeah I, I agree with that I think they'll offer digital because it's a streaming service sure. and like if you create anything now you would better offer a streaming service mm-hmm. Because that's what's that's what's big right now. If I do make a bakery, I'm gonna stream that stream, shit. Stream, stream it. Muffins. Stream it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I think what uh, comic book stores are gonna become, it, it's gonna become that hipster that one of those hipster stops, one of those hipster it's, it's places. It's vinyl records. That's what it's gonna be. So where are you at, bro? I'm at the comic shop, dude. I'm at the comic shop. I have with your mine. rolled up pants and your, <laughs> your your cafe racer. Your your glasses without uh, lenses. Lenses in them. and stuff, and you're gonna tell everybody how you just discovered this guy that's been around for 50 years, and sure, you're the coolest. I think the I in all honesty, I think that's where that whole deal is gonna go. It's gonna give the you know, and you're gonna get. We're gonna see uh, as it leans that way. We'll see some uptick of a certain. A certain big chain or something that does something right mm-hmm. in that world, and I think I, I think so it'll you, be fun. You think a uh, a Starbucks equivalent? No, to, uh, <laughs> fuck no. I don't think it'll ever be as big as Starbucks because the consume the the the, the consumer rate is way different. You know, right. the the ROI isn't the same. Read a comic, even though it's the same price as a fucking cup of coffee. <laughs> the uh, the the reward isn't the same right yeah i'm sorry but you drink a cup of coffee for most people that's like to wake your ass up yeah so um but i do see i I would say within the next five years seven years as this uh community continues to grow i think there is going to be this thing where people are like yeah i saw the movie but i'm going over to the comic shop i can totally see that i can also see Kids now wanting to explore the coffee sh- or not the coffee shop, uh, wanting to explore the comic shops uh, out of the sense of adventure. Hey, my mom and dad make me read anyways. Mm-hmm. They said I can get a comic book. I know I am familiar with these characters. Right. You know, and I, I, I don't know. I could see not necessarily a resurgence because I agree. I don't think there's enough uh, return on investment from a grocery for a grocery store to have that publication to include shelf space right. and so forth and so on. And I, I think the same for a department store. But that's okay because there are comic stores. There's these hobby stores that offer a, a vast assortment of comics for from old and new and whatever whatever your local comic store has. So I think that uh, they're kind of cementing themselves in a uh, pretty strong Strong, or, or we hope, you know, yeah. we, you would say we would have said that about a fucking movie store 10 years ago, too. 
Blockbuster's <laughs> never going anywhere. They're not leaving. They're not leaving. Calm down. And one right. left in America. That's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, you know, so whatever comics are, you know, here in a few years, whether they are a hipster hotspot or they uh, continue to be kind of um, an amalgamation of tabletop games, pop culture references, and hot topic-like t-shirts, I guess it remains to be seen, but uh, that's why it's it's fun to just kind of speculate, kick it back and forth, and and I think uh, we're getting close to a close, so... Uh, good, good time, my friend. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. Throw your headphones to the floor. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, at CultureJack. If you like this episode and want to hear more, don't forget, hit subscribe, share it with your friends, and tune in next week. Hey, Turbrack! Culture Jacked. Tech, games, movies, and more.